The co-pilot had fish. What did the navigator have? He had fish. All right. Now we know what we're up against. Every passenger on this plane will have fish for dinner. We'll become violently ill in the next half hour. Just how serious is it, Doctor? Extremely serious. Starts with a slight fever, dryness of the throat. As the virus penetrates the red blood cells, the victim becomes dizzy. Because we experience an itching, a rash. From there, the poison goes to work on the central nervous system, causing severe muscle spasms, followed by the inevitable drooling. At this point, the entire digestive system collapses, accompanied by uncontrollable flatulence, until finally the poor bastard is reduced to a quivering, wasted piece of jelly. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Buff Bourguignon. French beef stew in red wine. We're going to serve it with braised onions and mushrooms and a wine dark sauce. It's a perfectly delicious dish. So we could put in a little more tomato paste or a little more thyme. In this case, we're fortunately find it's just right. Now for the thickening of it. Now we want to get our pan hot and we're going to saute it in this first until it's brown and then we're going to put it in this pot in which we're going to cook it in the oven. Now this is going to go in a 325 oven and it should cook very, very slowly just at the bare simmer. And once it's in, except for checking the oven to make sure that it isn't bubbling and boiling. You don't have to look at it anymore. Then all let the soft grain out. And then we simply put the stew back into the casserole. There. You want the flavor of the onions and the beef to all blend themselves with the stew. That's going a little too hard, so I'll put it inside. There. About two or three minutes, if you have it in the ice box, you heat it up very slowly and baste the meat with the sauce. And then, and then you cover it and, and simmer it very slowly for about two or three minutes until everything is tender and hot through. Well, now this is ready to serve. Right now. Hi, this is Chastity Eden, and I'm your flight attendant for today's flight. And you're listening to Eat It and Beat It on the Two True Freaks Network. I'm waiting for you in the Mile High Club. Coffee, tea, or me? Hello and welcome to Eat It, a podcast about food. I am Mike Rowe Wave, and I am here with Long Delay. Bro. <laughs> I, I almost sound like that. Is there a sem- senator named Tom Delay? Tom Delay, there is. There is. And I, uh, uh, he's probably had a lot of what we decided to do our topic on this yeah. month. The- uh you surprised me with this one. The 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 subject of bad 
trite comedians for our entire lives. Yes, air, airline food. Airline food, a topic that I happen to know a little bit about, being as I am a world-renowned airline food critic. I I've, have, pro- uh, I've probably taken a flight like five times in my life, so, and it's always been a cheap flight, so I've always been peanuts and, you know, bologna <laughs> sandwich. That's what I know about airline food, you know? Well, a little, I have... A little tiny can of Coke. Please, I happen to be an expert on airline food. So gather around, children. Um, as my my son was telling me the other day, he said, Father, Father. Well, he really doesn't speak like that. But it, Papa. It just, no, it's, it, sounds, it sounds better to give him an old-timey voice. He goes, Father, tell me about life on the outside in these great sky ships that used to have. Tell me of the sky ships. And I said, Sure. I'll tell you, boy. Let me just pour myself a little drink, like I would if I was. Where would a traveler get sustenance? Father, father, what did you do? Did you have to pull over and land to get food? I'll tell you. Airline food. Well, uh, yeah, like you said, it has been the subject of every every bad joke and you know what for the most part they deserve it because take it from one that knows airline food it peaked a long time ago it has been going down ever since so you were saying that that your what you know of airline food is is just short little jaunts on planes for an hour or something and, like and that. And basically, you're eating something like you would get at a throughway rest stop. That's that's the kind of meal I was getting on the airline. You know, what, so, what would you say the longest flight you took was? Oh, I, I flew to the West Coast. Was the furthest I've mm. ever gone. I went to uh, Seattle. I've well, been, you, been to the West Coast a couple times and to, uh, uh, Port. well, Portland's also the West Coast. Yeah, but, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the left coast. Way, yeah, way. I've been to the left coast a couple times, and I've flown to New York, and I flew back home once from International Falls, Minnesota, on a little, Ooh. like, five-seater awesome trip. And that's about it. I but I I had like I got I went up once in a plane to go uh, skydiving and uh, I rode in a four seater once where one of my father's friend our, our our actually our gym teacher from school was one of my dad's friends and he had he had sort of a timeshare on a plane with him and a couple other local guys and he did a took us on a little flight with that. And that's about it. That's about all I've ever done. When would you think the first meal was served on an airplane, if you had to guess? When or yeah, when do you think? Like maybe the first time that that, that people had something to eat on a plane. Give me a year. I, ah, I don't know. When did they start? Well, Last they they the started the first 20s, meal. Maybe. Yeah, you know what? You are very close. It was 1919. Was oh. the first time that a Hadley Page flight. Went from London to Paris, and what they served you is, as you got on, you got some cold fried chicken, a fruit salad, 
and sandwiches. And they were served in like wicker baskets because um, it was the lightest thing that you could right. you could serve a food. I mean, you couldn't, you know, fucking planes were like Flintstone planes or whatever. You had to run and get it. So, yeah, you couldn't put anything heavy on them. So it was the lightest stuff you could put on a on a plane, and that's what and that's what you ate. And the funny thing is that you look at we've almost come full circle now with what planes are flying. Uh, you're coming on board, and they're giving you a bag, and the bag has a sandwich, a bottle of water, and uh, and maybe a bag of chips, and that's it. And you know you're not getting anything else because. People aren't going to come out in the island Serbia. You just, you're just going to, they're going to sit in the back and you're going to sit in your chair and don't ask for nothing unless you're in first class. Then it's a little bit different. But uh, airline food. When I started, when I started in the business, I remember it was um, 1996, and it was probably the last like great hurrah of working in first class and seeing what they 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 served. But it, the thing that got me was the amount of waste. I mean, I'm talking entire poached salmons. The whole salmon. Uh, they had we carved um, London broils. We had to carve it. They had caviar on ice. They had incredible food. But but people we would wheel out this beautiful like whole poached salmon you know was gorgeous and someone would just take a little bit and the rest of it we would maybe snack on and then it would get dumped in the trash because we didn't like the mechanics or we didn't like all the 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 old ladies didn't like these people they didn't want to have anything so we would dump dump it in the garbage an incredible amount of waste of course you no know, we'd steal everything else uh the caviar i didn't know what the fuck to do with caviar i'd never seen it before so we us had 10 cans in the goddamn refrigerator of beluga and you know i didn't know what to do with it i was mixing it with mayonnaise and making a sandwich and then one guy came over and just <laughs> said i was he said you are a barbarian he showed, <laughs> he showed me what to do and he had the the, the uh hard-boiled egg pushed through a sieve some cr- some uh sour cream uh minced scallions and little crackers and and if you now you're not a fish guy no, but caviar was like. I mean, I wouldn't go out and buy it. I, it's not like you know. I'd rather have a cool ranch Dorito or something. But, but it, I guess it's part of the experience, you know. Ice cold vodka, and you put it in your mouth, and the little eggs kind of pop against the roof of your mouth, and it's it's kind of a, a taste sensory explosion, you know. So uh, it, it was fun. Uh, of course, we stopped doing all of that years ago and you know if we can go through the the years uh you know in 1928 was the first time that that people decided that uh that they could try warm food it was brought in in insulated plates all right and so you know it was kind of like a dining car type deal the food would get cold real fast but it wasn't until 1936 the united airlines put the first functional kitchen in an airplane and passengers had a choice. You know, you can get you know from fried chicken to scrambled eggs. Now at this time, they weren't deep frying the food or scrambling the eggs on the aircraft, but uh, they had a choice and, and they could heat it up on the plane. And Pan Am in 40, 1946 actually came up with the idea of frozen food that 
they could warm up on the plane and you could get. And that was the inspiration for like TV dinners that came later on. Um, so well, because you don't need pots and no, you don't need. Pots. It's all about get like because I was thinking a deep fryer is heavy because it's <laughs> full of liquid. You oh know? yeah, they, they, they. I knew American Airlines used to be able to do your eggs. They had they had like a skillet in the back, not a skillet, but a hot plate or whatever you'd call it, mm-hmm. and they would do eggs. But that's the closest thing that you know we'd never cook. We, you know, the ovens are strictly to to warm up food, but airline food is incredibly salty and incredibly bad for you because when you're up in the air, your senses are dulled. Now, one drink in the air is worth. Uh, two, uh, you have one drink in the air. It's, it's as though you had two drinks on the ground. It, you can get bombed in the air because it fucks up with your whole body. So the food is so salty, and and you don't notice it when you're up there. But if you eat it later, it'll come back on you. So most people, if you're not sitting in first class, they will bring their own food now. Now this happened after 9/11. Now when 9/11 happened, they to cut back on money. The airlines stopped serving food, hot meals, in coach. You'd buy. Now you buy your meals. So you don't see any particular hot meals in coach unless you're going to go international. Then you still have hot meals. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's nothing, nothing to write home about. I mean, I would definitely uh, bring my own food, and I do if I travel. I bring my own food. I, I don't mess – with anything it may if i'm in first class or something or well well then, here's a question yeah. for you yes just in your your experience and 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 like and i'm talking just sort of like on a nor like a normal level of food not an ex some extra fancy class or something just like for for your normal airline cuisine when they had it or whatever they have you know what that they, that they had to heat up, not something like okay. in, a, in a bag or something. What was what do you think was the best food item? It was like the most reliably, like you would eat it yourself because it actually tasted good and came out well when microwaved out or whatever. Well, the one thing that you never want to get is pasta. Pasta was it's always a choice, but it never comes out good on an aircraft. Right. You never you want to stay away from the pasta. You can always you can't go wrong getting chicken, but there was one meal that like stands out years ago, and it was it was you would think about it, and it was just awful, but I loved it. It was hey, we had it for breakfast. It was like when we serve breakfast in in the economy. It was kind of like a breakfast pizza. It was this biscuit or some type of a, of a bread. I would say it was more like a like a biscuit or something on the bottom, and then it had cheese and sausage and egg and it was so bad that it was like delicious like an open <laughs> face uh, oh my god egg muffin or something this is probably like 1997 or something it wasn't it was like a it was like a pizza it was like a breakfast pizza the, the uh-huh. bottom was like a biscuit it was really good and that was the only thing that that stands out to this day that you know one of the other things is we you can get like curry chicken if you go international, that's pretty good. Uh, most people try the work on play. We try to stay away from it. 
it's salty and it, it it doesn't do you any good and you're bored so all you do on a plane is you eat and if there's food around you're going to find it and you are going to eat it and and you don't want to because it, it you're going to be drinking a lot of water and it's just it's just it, but there are days when when that's all you have and you're just going to eat and eat and eat and eat all right and, so uh, what was the what was the most horrible gross thing that 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 you saw not like a something gone wrong but just like the worst meal item that was like that's that's oh, just God, gross and wrong there was a um a lobster macaroni and cheese and that was served like so in, many ways that could go wrong that was served up one of the options of what in first class and and there's a lot of people that don't eat seafood religious reasons why you know if you're jewish you can't eat lobster and you know you, you, if you have eight people up there you have eight meals right right and so uh, you have to go out there and you have to take orders and you have to do it by like who's the who has the status and, and this guy gets first choice and by the time you get to one guy there is one choice left you know and it's it's uh, it, it was there was a buffalo chicken mac and cheese, and you're trying to tell this guy he's in a business suit, you know, and, and, well, sir, how do you feel about mac and cheese? Don't want mac and cheese. Well, that's all I have left. I mean, what the hell? I mean, it's, it's, people turn into children. But it, you always have to remember the rule. Don't fuck with the people that serve your food. Right. And this not only goes for on the aircraft it goes for anywhere that you're at. Do not mess with the people that make your food. Whether because, right down to your mother. <laughs> yeah, because they will get back at you. Now, you know, I, I've seen things happen on the aircraft that 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 uh, if someone is really, really nasty, they will get you, man. You will never know about it, but they will get you on here you go, sir. Enjoy your meal. You say it snidely, and then they won't eat it because smart ones so no. But you know, it, that's just common sense. You don't want to fuck with anybody that's that's going to be uh, that's going to mess with your meal. But the, the days of like extravagant meals are pretty much over. I mean, the Concord, you would be able to to have. You know, this this I never went on it. I've never. I saw it a lot. It was around, but man, it was lobster, truffles, caviar, foie gras, and you know you were paying a premium, and the food was was gonna be good. And you know, they the last flight they they did was in 2003, but people they they started to figure out, hey, you know what? We can cut out selling food in the back, uh, serving food in the back, and save you know millions of dollars. We could charge people, and. And, know, it, the, and it doesn't because it's not as much of a <clears throat> novelty like you know travel even buses you know travel people used to get dressed up for it and stuff oh like that. yeah yeah and well, now that it's that it had been i i say it in the past tense because who knows what the, the world of travel is going to be like moving forward but you know it became something that everybody did and it just became a way of getting from one place to another. Exactly. So exactly. It, the 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 like, oh, you go on the plane and they feed you and stuff. That just became un. 
you know, unmanageable after a while. Except, you know, I, I still see videos of people who take, you know, the the super luxury flights. Yeah, yeah. The overnight flights where you'll have a little bedroom and you'll have a four-star chef on there. And you know, you know what? You're paying a premium. That's You're paying a shitload of money you for You better it, have some fucking know. good food. But, you know, what we have to talk about is the bottom line. And like you said, in the beginning, you know, it was, airline food it was all about the experience of flying and luxury but you know over time it just became a way to get from point a to point b the cheapest way you could and food just wasn't a priority anymore um and 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 it wasn't and so airlines started to hire catering companies that would just cater out the food for them and and that's where it, it got its bad name i mean typically uh if you're sitting in the if if it's really important that you get if you're going international and you want to get you know your first choice you got to sit in front of the plane because that you sit in the front few rows you're going to get you know whatever you want if you're nice to me or anyone else you'll get whatever you want too it's all about how you treat people but you know you also have people that have dietary regulations you know you kosher food you got vegetarians you got vegans and and if the if the kosher meal's not on board you know you have to apologize and and most of the time it just turns into a big 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 mess i remember when vegetarian used to be a novelty and now it's something you got to think of it i i picked up there's this uh, farmer's market you know a family farm that you can stop at during the summer they have a stand open up and they sell cookies there and they sell six gigantic homemade cookies for three fifty. There you go. Three fifty, right? And they're delicious. I mean, they're just delicious, fresh homemade cookie. It's like this dream, you know, little thing. And I was telling Trudy, remember when we go there? That's the place to get the cookies. That's the place to get the cookies. And then. We get there. She's a vegetarian, and and it's of course they're from a farm. They 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 have lard in them. Oh, it's shit. just like oh man, they're crazy. Nobody puts lard in anything anymore because you know you're you're cutting out a good chunk of people who can eat it. And I was just like wow. Well, <laughs> never mind yep. about the cookies. Yum yum yum. They're good. More cookies. Lard. Oh, that is... lard makes them nice and flaky. Let me tell you. Next we time I cook. go there, this time I got molasses, last time I got peanut butter, and next time I'm getting the snickerdoodles, because mm. snickerdoodles with lard, yes. My wife's favorite. We don't it's... cook with enough lard. I mean, the the, the rise of, of saturated oils made from cottonseed, you know, uh, it, it just put lard on the back burner. But, I mean, if you're going to make a pie crust, a pie crust made with, with lard, and, and, you know, Lard isn't what it used to be. You can still get porky-tasting lard if you go to some Spanish stores and stuff. Right. They'll sell it. But most lard, you're not going to be able to really tell the difference between that and Crisco. It doesn't have a porky taste. It's been so processed that it's, it's, it's processed white just and like Crisco. Down. Yeah. But it's still, man, it still will make the best pie crust that that you're ever gonna you're ever gonna try. Um, and there's a recipe online kind of getting off topic but a recipe online for a vodka pie crust that i may have mentioned before that is the best you can google mm-hmm. it instead of water you add you add a, one three-fourths cup of vodka or something and it and it evaporates quicker and it makes the flake it makes the the, um, the crust really 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 flaky so god now i want pie 
And if you drink the vodka, it'll make you really flaky while you're... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, so airline food is just... I You got to bring your own food. Now, I, I, I could tell stories of horror stories of, of what people do to um, to make sure that you get the right head count and to make sure that everyone gets their meals. There's all kinds of little tricks that, that people will do. But it's a safe bet that most airline food is probably, and this is, it's, it's tough to get people to believe this, but it's among some of the safest food that, that you're going to get. It's so frozen when it comes on the aircraft. Right. And processed. It's not. Now, there have been days that, that if, if you have been delayed for five hours and it's fucking July, you know, we will call and say, hey, man, you can't serve this food. And they'll take it out and bring us something else or bring boxed stuff on. So we keep an eye on, on pretty much. Uh, it, it, is, it is among the safest food that you can eat. So people that – very, very few people say, oh, I got food poisoning from plane. You always hear about it, but it, it's not – it doesn't happen very, very much because it is safe. Uh, but I remember one story that this happened years ago. Now, you met Lee. You know my friend mm-hmm. Lee. And we were working together, and and uh, one of the one of the things on the menu was uh, – was – it, it was a lobster bisque, okay? And, it, and every little bowl of lobster bisque had one little lobster claw on it, you know, the lump meat from the lobster claw. But, of course, we, we weren't going to have that, so we took every lobster claw off of 20 or 30 different plates <laughs> and put it in a little baggie, and we're going we're gonna, to you know, make a pasta out of it and, and eat it at home. And everything went fine because the lobster, you know, it, it tastes like lobster you weren't expecting a lobster claw in there and everything was going good and then one old lady said excuse me yeah there's supposed to be lobster in here it says on the menu and and there's like a little a little piece here on the side you know where's that where's the lobster meat and i just well people oh ma'am i'm sorry catering must have forgot to put lobster in there and then (laughs) there we were the next day making this big lobster alfredo pasta but yeah there are people that they have entire blogs on youtube which they will just go over what you're eating and they will look at it and say hey man this was pretty good or this was pretty bad but it's not pretty you're not going to find anything beautiful or even even the special meals now if you if you do go on an airline and you're going on a long flight i always recommend going online and ordering a special meal get the kosher meal i don't you don't have to fucking convert you don't have to be jewish get the kosher meal because it is still the best meal on board an aircraft it comes from a different catering company comes on its own tray you get like five little things to eat the food is better you know hey man i will i mean you're not gonna get pork or seafood, right, but right. I, you know, you're not going to get shrimp, but I am going to be, you know, I will convert for a five and a half hour, six hour flight if it meant that I was going to get a kosher meal. So that that's a little tip. If you're going to fly, always go online, order a kosher meal. You're going to be doing a lot, a lot better. 
What are the other special meals, like special diet to like oh, super low fuck. salt okay, and okay, stuff okay. like that? Okay, we've got, we've got the vegetarian meal, which is, which is usually like a rice, like a the the Hindu and the vegetarian meal are the same thing. All right, it, it's kind of a a vegetable curry rice type thing, which isn't bad. It used to be different, but now it's the same. Then you got your your no your gluten free meal. Which is just oh yeah, gluten free. Boring. It's just, a, it's just, a, it's just a, like a chicken breast that's that's steamed and vegetables that are steamed and no gluten crackers, you know. And then you got um, Asian vegetarian, which is basically the same thing as the other vegetarians. They call it Asian vegetarians. They're killing three birds with one stone. But it used to be different. Then you got your kosher meals. You got regular kosher meal. You got glot kosher meal super secret kosher meal i don't know there's like three or four different kinds of kosher meals depending on how um how religious you are that um and you know it there's also you're not allowed if you're flying to tel aviv or something like that um and you're taking a meal out to a to a pastor and kosher meal first of all it's if it's a lady taking the meal out to a to a to a gentleman they if you're on your period, you can't serve the guy. And they have been, you know, they will ask the flight attendant flat out, you know, are you on your period? And and it pisses them off. And they'll come why? back and why? Why? Well, like <coughs> I understand why it pisses I, them off. It would piss me off too. Yeah, it, but then, they, but what I would do to compensate for that is just bald face lie because what are they gonna do? Check. Oh, I could. They they actually they say oh, they no. say are you are you are you clean is what they is what they say, and they come back, and I'd boy, be like, oh man, yes, I'm so clean. There have been there, I I knew a girl who would would like, put a tampon, on her on her fucking uh apron and go out there just 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 so that they just <laughs> just just to do it you know, these were crazy days but yeah that. That's another one of the ah. another another fun story. When you go overseas, you know you you've got uh, crazy shit that happens too. I mean, we would work to England, to London, and and uh, there's a friend of mine. She is hardcore Brooklyn, you know, and uh, the guy asked her. She goes, "Excuse me, do you have a fork and a knife?" And to her, it sounded like, excuse me, do you have a fucking knife? But it wasn't fucking knife. It was a fork and a knife. You have a fork and a knife. But the way she heard it, being from Brooklyn, she goes, this fucking guy came past me and he asked me if I had a fucking knife. She goes <laughs> out there. She grabs a knife. Goes, Here, here's your fucking knife. She goes, oh, no, you misunderstood me. I asked for a fork and a knife. Oh, 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 a fork and a knife. And, <laughs> and I never let her forget it uh to this day and it's just it, funny the person from it, brooklyn thinking yeah, the person from england yeah. is being rude is being rude and he wasn't he just said a fork and a knife but you know that's the way she heard it and and you know the food on the plane's not gonna impress jamie oliver or or anything like that and well you know my friend uh mark he had what was the name of that celebrity chef? 
uh, I can't think of his name right now, but he had Wolfgang a food network Pop. show. No, no, he had a food, he had a show on, like, it was like kind of a food science show that, that, that was on Food Network. Oh, geez, vaguely I can sort uh, He had glad Alton Brown, okay, the guy's name was Alton oh, Brown. Oh, okay, he yes, He was the yes. biggest fan of Alton Brown. And, and he went and brought Alton Brown his meal, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm a real big fan, and yeah, 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 I guess Alton Brown might be kind of an asshole. And he put the food in front of Alton Brown, and he looks at it, he goes, what is this? And he goes, oh, well, those were the steak tips. And and he just started, like, criticizing it, and, and to this day, he's like, fuck Alton Brown! I'm never gonna watch that <laughs> asshole again! He's just bad enough that I had to, to drop this plate of garbage in front of him and i just, just what the hell was he expecting you know never again and uh i i had mario batali on the flight one time and uh nice as can be nice i would have been be. like was, sir i'm a podcaster and i find your delivery uh <laughs> <laughs> not up to snuff to say the least yeah, you know this is before i think i think uh, right he came, right. came out being a perv but uh He's nice as can oh. be. I told him that I cooked a couple of his things, and I said I had actually made made his recipe for seafood risotto. And he goes, "No, it's not my recipe. It's yours now." And I was like, "Oh, oh that's Jesus. pretty pretty cool." That's all. I'm in Detroit. That's pretty cool, you know. All right. But the consistent thing on planes are is booze. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, Now the the prices. Nah, for fuck's sake. I mean, what? I got it. I guess I haven't worked since March, but I can do that much. But when we still had booze on the aircraft, when the sky ships well, still you flew. Want, sort of want to make booze a little expensive, so people oh, yeah, are yeah. Uh, blowing out. No, and first class <laughs> is all free, but yeah, right. people don't buy it. I mean, you're going to buy it for a little, little, bitty, bitty, bitty bottle of vodka. It's going to cost you like $8. First class probably has more experienced alcoholics, though. Oh, you know, they do. Rich they people have... alcoholics, so you, they know what their flying alcohol level is, and they and they can get pretty pickled, probably. But no, you no, you know. have more functioning alcoholics up front than you do working oh, in the sure, back. Yeah. I mean, they are... I mean, hell, most of the people I know are actual functioning alcoholics, which is, is kind of... Because they have a... to serve the other kind of functioning alcoholics. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, hey... There have been and days you can't when beat them, so you gotta join them. <laughs> I've seen some some people that 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 were so drunk, and I would say, man, there's no way this motherfucker's gonna be able to come back in the morning and work. There they are in the morning, fresh and clean as a daisy, trotting in, working yep. just fine. It's 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 incredible, you know. There, it's just uh, you know, but I don't have to do much just we're just reheated but you know my I have a friend of mine i mention her all the time i try i try to name drop shelly on a podcast all the time but she she works corporate and she's much more involved this you know the, these little airplanes that 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 they rent out in corporations oh, yeah. they sometimes they'll fly one or two people or or somewhere you know she could be gone for a month or two weeks and but she's much more involved in what they eat on the aircraft and so she has to take care of all that and put that into consideration that's actually her part of her job description i believe you know they and and and, you know they pay big big bucks so it has to go i couldn't have that much responsibility oh yeah i don't want it i 
tell people there people will ask me what's so what do you recommend and I, say, I recommend you buying something and bring it yourself you know well, it's just you know on those corporate things on those that she's i'll bet you at first she was like i'll come up with some nice like a chicken piccata and this and that and then after six months it's like all right let's see <laughs> We need six bags of original Doritos and eight yeah. bags of Cool Ranch. And cool ranch. frozen corn dogs go like hotcakes. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, and ice cream sandwiches, <laughs> you yeah, know. Whatever they want. God, I was just thinking about Cool Ranch Doritos the other day. Man, I'm telling you, when the Cool Ranch Doritos came out, that was that was a big Ever, I, haven't, I haven't had a Cool Ranch Dorito in so fucking long. I don't know. Like, I I, I want to say ranch dressing's been around for a long time. It but has. there was a certain time period when I was a kid where all of a sudden ranch dressing became, like, a big deal. Everybody was like, you ever had ranch dressing? Oh, you should try ranch dressing. It's the best dressing of all. And it is the best dressing of all because it's probably the highest fat content dressing of all. I learned oh. that when I learned that when I couldn't eat fat and would look at the dressings to see which ones I could eat. And it's like, oh, I can eat Catalina dressing. Jeez. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> no, it's no, no ranch. Like blue cheese was was less than ranch. Oh uh, well, my, like my... ranch is just like the butter. Uh, it's just like pouring butter on something. My it's wife's so people. Delicious. My it's wife's delicious. people take it very seriously. I mean, they they're. Right now, there is there's a tool or a, um, in my cupboard. It's a it's a cup that has a lid, and it's got some weird little contraption in it, and it's used to make ranch dressing. I mean, you're not you're like adding the powder into this cup, and I don't know if, if it takes milk or sour cream because I don't really eat that much ranch, but. But you put it in the cup and you and you shake it and it has this contraption and it's it's a big deal. I mean, they 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 love their ranch dressing. People even put it on pizza. I've seen that in some parts of the country, which just mortifies me to no end. That I can take do. ranch dressing in small amounts. It's too cloying for me. It's like a very just heavy cloying flavor, so I just like it in small. Cool Ranch Doritos are amazing, though. Oh, well, it's... it's They're their like, own thing. It's like blue cheese. I can do blue cheese dressing with buffalo wings for a little while, but after a little while, it it just kind of overwhelms. You know, now you mentioned there was actually a salad dressing that we used to have on the airplane. It was a gorgonzola cheese dressing. Now, yeah. that shit was good, and this is back... We had a we had a salad that had like lettuce and Granny Smith apple slices and candied pecans and this yep. gorgonzola dressing. Yep, yep, yep. Holy yep. shit! And we used to have to push it around on a little cart, and 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 that would go. And ice cream is another thing that that is is always on an aircraft that goes good for trips too because it's a treaty treat for people it's a treaty treat and it's a, it's a pain in the ass because you have to put it on dry ice and and then there's an entire preparation there's a whole cart with toppings and you have to push this thing out in first class and and would you like an ice cream sundae and 
and they sit there and they go, ooh, yes, um, I'll have this, 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 this. So you want everything, right? You want everything. Yes, everything. So you have to sit there and make the fucking ice cream for like this. Like 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 I work at Farrell's or like I'm a, and, yeah. you know, and, and one lady was coming back, I was calling somewhere and I was, the last person, she's like, yes, I would like ice cream, but I want caramel on one side and chocolate sauce on the other side. And without missing a beat, I said, well, would the madam like the caramel on the right or the left side? And she just kind of looked at me and just didn't get it. And you could hear people, my coworkers, hooting and hollering in the galley in the back, right. laughing at And she goes, oh, well, I don't believe it matters. And I said, fine, just put it on there. Just... Just, just to do it. Just One to, of them to, is good luck. The other is a gypsy curse. Yes. Would you, yeah. <laughs> would you like me to make it look like a yin and yang sign, madam? Perhaps that would that would work well for you. I use madam a lot on the aircraft. Perhaps I should sir. form it into the uh, pictogram of an erect penis for <laughs> yes. madam. Yes. Oh, man. That, <laughs> madam speak, like that, and then I will sprinkle the nuts at the bottom. There was nothing better than having a friend pass ride or deadhead on an aircraft and I and that I would be working on because uh, they would have you know it'd be in the morning they'd have breakfast so I would arrange their breakfast plate to with two cinnamon rolls and a huge and a sausage to make it just look like a phallus you know and, and we would take it out there and, and she'd be sitting next to some business passenger we plopped down her plate and it just looked like a dick and some balls and they would just get so embarrassed and laugh their ass off i mean there's a lot you guys, of are, you guys are in the galley like bill murray oh we're just fucking, like god eat it eat it cracking up and there was one guy uh he was a pilot and and i guess he still is i haven't seen him in years but he's a friend of ours and, and we had had like 20 hours somewhere and we had a blast but this guy got so tanked and in the morning he came on the flight he wasn't working he was he was he was just going home so he was in sitting in first class and he looked like hammered dog shit and so my buddy and i we filled up a glass of vodka put ice cubes in it went up to here man do you want some ice water he goes, yeah yeah i want some ice water thanks we go back in the galley and look, and he picked the glass, took a big swig, and it's just pure vodka. He just goes, just spits back in the cup, and he comes back over and goes, you assholes. <laughs> and we're just dying. We're just dying over it. But, but yeah, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't miss airplane food, and, and uh, it, it, my advice is bring your own. If you're gonna so, go somewhere, so you don't have a freezer full of it to like reheat for this episode to. No, no, to I don't have. I don't have a freezer full of it to reheat. Uh, very, very little of anything food-wise is brought off the way. Booze-wise is a different is a different story, but you know, and this is the the part where of our show where we like to to wander into uh, Herder's Corner. And I was afraid that maybe I was not going to be able to find anything. Yeah, from, I didn't uh, know what he would from have. From George that... Leonard Herder, uh, 
world-famous bull cook and authentic historic recipes and practices. And, and it took me a little while, but the, the common joke amongst people in the industry is that all we ever say is chicken or beef, chicken or beef, chicken or beef, chicken or beef. What are you going to have, chicken or beef? Well, in George, uh, George Leonard Herter's opus, Volume 3, from Wasaka, Minnesota, there is a recipe that takes care, that kills the proverbial bird with uh, Beef and chicken together on a plate? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. you What am I trying to say? I guess the booze is getting me. I'm trying to say, kill kill a bird with two stones, or how does it go? The the only thing I've had that had that combination, I had... um, um, oh, what is it? Brunswick stew had chicken and mm. beef in it. This goes beyond Brunswick stew. Now, this is called steak uh, verdre. Okay. Now, steak verdre. Pierre de la verdre. Blonde haired, blue eyed, and over six feet tall. Was an early French explorer. He came from the Saskatchewan River area down through what is now Montana and Wyoming. He was the first European man in the West, far, far ahead of Lewis and Clark. I've never heard that before, but anyway, Verdran means the famous, uh, named the famous Teton Mountains of Jackson Hole, which I've been to, and they are beautiful. Teton in French means big tit. So it means Big Tit Mountains. Uh, he named Jackson Hole, the Jackson Hole Large Hill area, Grosse Ventier, which in French means the Big Belly. The Yellowstone Park area he named Grand Fumet, or Big Smoke. This great man was not only one of the world's greatest explorers, but had a real sense of humor. He was also a very renowned and accomplished cook living on the land can get awful you get awful tired of meat and fish day after day uh verdran used uh wimpleberries which i've never heard of chokeberries raspberries for the region of dessert and for seasoning he liked both meat and fish well seasoned with wild sage of this area he was definitely not at all like Ernest Hemingway, who could eat fish day after day after day, like no man I had ever known or ever got never got tired of. Now he mentions Hemingway a lot. He must have really, really chummed with Hemingway. Hemingway called fish brain food and clamored that they kept the same motor running well for thinking, writing, and as well for steady sex. Of course. I yeah, I don't know about this, he says. Now Verdran ate buffalo, elk, bighorn, sheep steaks, never venison. There was a lot of grouse, partridges, and sage hens. He found that if he chopped up the big game meat and mixed it with one-third chopped up game bird meat, it made a very good steak. He would try to mix two different kinds of meats together into a one-half ounce patty and fry it. You can do the same thing to beef, hamburger, and chicken. Get your butcher to skin the bone from the chicken and run it through his meat grinder, and then mix the ground beef and ground chicken together, and it makes the best 
ground steak you had ever tasted. So, so basically a burger. It's a burger, but it's I don't I wouldn't have to ask people if they wanted chicken or beef. But I decided that that I, I was going to make it like a Salisbury steak type thing and herder has a recipe here for a brown bouchamel sauce and we're not going to get into the fucking oh. history of the brown bouchamel sauce but you know what he does is he puts into the pan that you fried your meat uh level five level tablespoons of butter i i cut that back a bit to for one <laughs> <Right>. patty <laughs> yeah and melted it over a low heat and you let it brown and then you add the same amount of flour and stir it up, and you've got a roux. And then you add a little bit of cold milk. Remember, cold milk, warm milk will make the lump, the mixture lumpy. Put it back on the stove, stir well, and if it is not brown enough to your taste, add a few drops of kitchen bouquet. Now, I am, they're not sponsoring this podcast, but I, you know what, uh, you ever see kitchen bouquet? Yes. It's it is something everyone should have in the kitchen. I mean, I'm telling you, kitchen bouquet has saved. It. I looked at the ingredients, and it's just basically uh, probably a lot of MSG, sugar, onion, garlic. It's got a, all kinds of good stuff in there, man. And a couple of drops of this stuff will save, like uh, you, you saute mushrooms. A couple of drops of that yep. will just make your mushrooms true. It is really it's just a sort very of... useful thing. It's just sort of like savory and uh, yeah, concentrated savory. It it is. So I'm gonna. I have I have the patty here in front of me. I'm gonna pour myself a little bit more of Jameson's here, and I have it here. I'm gonna post a picture of it. I am going to give it a little cut here. Now, inside, it's a lot lighter than a hamburger. It looks almost like veal. And the sauce is, is really nice. It's definitely like a Salisbury. I was thinking Salisbury steak type deal. So let's see. I'm going to try here for the first time. It's good. It's like a hamburger, but lighter than a hamburger if that makes any sense i mean mm -hmm. i took a chicken breast and put it in the food processor i was gonna say did you use chicken breast or uh or no, i uh... use a breast i processed the shit out of it and then i mixed the hamburger with it and then i used um so that takes the fat content down yeah anyway so I, I used Herder's recipe of mixing a little salt, pepper, and a little bit of water, and mixing it with the meat to season it from the inside. So it's it's actually very good, and the uh, and the sauce is, is good too. So I've got one more patty. I think I'm gonna throw on the grill to see how it comes out. But it's really it's almost porky. I don't know, but again. If I'm stuck in the in the woods and I want to mix it up a bit, why not, man? Yeah, I might try that at work one of these days. It's a hurt a hit. 
We haven't had a bad one in a while. I don't remember what. No, something we had that was, it wasn't a very good. I don't remember what it was, but. I could throw a little brisket in the, and some chicken breast and thighs into brisket. a food, food processor and see what what happens. We had a barbecue a few weeks ago. About five of us. We keep it to five people. Um, where my friend ordered some uh, hamburger patties from Omaha Steaks. And I'm not a big Omaha Steak fan. Um, I don't think their meat's that great. But these patties, he had like three different patties. One of them was a all beef brisket patty. And yeah, uh, because they're probably they're probably using all the trimmings from their meat. Oh, of but. course, of course, it wasn't bad. Like I gotta tell you, I was impressed with their hamburgers. Their steaks I've had before. I wasn't really impressed with the steaks, but the three but hamburger car- hamburgers made out of those steaks. Oh, is, oh yeah, all the garbage. Uh, hold, yeah, I used to work at a super high end steak place, and. Uh, and uh, I mean, we could buy the steaks from them at a reduced price, but it was still like way more than a steak at the grocery store. But they would sell us the um, ground beef they made uh, for a dollar a pound, and we would buy just big, you know, big balls of ground beef and have cook. It. Oh my God, it was so good. There's nothing like a good hamburger. And yep. this would be an interesting recipe to try. You know, grilling it would definitely. You'd have to, you know, you, you do have to cook it all the way through because I guess you know there's chicken in there, so you don't want to. Yeah. You don't. You can't have it pink in the middle. <laughs> yeah. You can't. You don't want to do that. Um, George Leonard Herder would not want to give you food poisoning, but it 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 was pretty. It was good. It's good. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to do it all the time, but I have one more patty left here, and I will throw it on the grill next time I go out there and uh, see how it comes out that way. And that being said, is is there any other closing statements that you have to say about not really. air, airplane food? I'm definitely not the expert. Well, yeah, I, I guess I have known my way around airplane food for a while. And bring your own. Unless you're sitting in first class. If you're sitting in first class, indulge. But uh, but know that if you're the lowest man on the totem pole, you're probably going to get the lobster fucking mac and cheese. So just yeah. uh, be prepared for it. And, and with that, I'm looking over at the green room, and I seem to have seen... Is that an oxygen mask that just fell from the ceiling? It just, like, dropped down from the ceiling. But it's not going on their mouth it's oh shit okay i i it's getting real steamy that's that's not where that mask is supposed to go but hey you know uh i think i better go do my uh designated half hour safety check and uh, (laughs) see what's see what's going on in there and uh while you sit here and uh, hold the fort down what do you say yeah we might have to deploy the slide Mm mm-hmm deploy something else because something something very very foxy is going on in there i am gunny sergeant frank horny ex-usmc i am fifteen thousand feet in the air buck naked and i am here to tell you about the sensual and very sexual skin diving experience in the time it takes to plummet to the ground and deploy my chute ready let's go You and up to five of your most intimate friends will leap out of our swinger plane, 
the Sexna 69, and you will have up to 60 seconds to perform whatever sex acts you want, while one of our non-judgmental pro instructors films you in high-definition video. Why join the Mile High Club in a tidy, unsanitary bathroom when you can deploy your genitals while soaring amongst the proud eagles? All it takes is 500 bucks a head and a couple hours of training, and we will have you performing the most intense and extreme sexual intercourse in your life. Or my name isn't Sergeant Frank Horney, which by injunction it is not. We are located at the southeastern corner of the Demonsville Airfield, between Findelstein Road and- Oh shit! Horny Skin Diving, 1520 Skyway Road. Take the erotic plunge. Hello and welcome to Beat It. A podcast about the porno, the pornographies. I am Miles High, and I'm here with my co-pilot, Upton Upgrade. Hello. Although I would have to say in the airline world, he outranks me, so I should be the co-pilot. As they say, you would be sitting in the right-hand seat, and I would be sitting in the left-hand seat, if it went by seniority. But right now... I've been sitting on the couch for about five, six months now, so it doesn't fucking matter anymore. And because, since, yeah, you, you ain't know, flying nowhere, buddy. I ain't going nowhere, man. My day is just one big, it's a good thing I have that big couch, because I can kind of spread my day. I'm like a sundial, you know, I'll start in the morning, I'll start you off on one side of the, the couch. Sun. Yeah, and I'll follow, I'm a cat. I'll follow like a the cat, sun. yeah all the way over to the other side of the couch and and then i will indulge in cinematic classics like the 1986 sky foxes the year i graduated high school oh man i was a i and i was uh i graduated in 87 so you were a year ahead of me but the the where were you? What, what what were you like in 1986? I mean, let, let, let's take <laughs> a little flash. <laughs> <laughs> I was an idiot too. I mean, I, I was. An, but Sky Foxes is is a typical 80s v, VHS, straight to VHS, I would assume, uh, porno that yeah. has to do with the life of flight attendants and now i really would have rather have gotten like a 70s flight attendant movie i couldn't find any i know there has to be i know there were some some soft core flight attendant movies but flight attendants were like the 70s shorthand for like sex bunnies you know oh yeah right up until they were always in like the playboy cartoons and stuff and so i i i figured it would be a it would be so easy to just find some, you know, flight attendant movie. But like filming, a, either making a set for an airplane or getting an actual airplane to film on, 
is not something probably that was I didn't think no. of that. And but I did find Sky Foxes in 1986, yeah. which doesn't I I wouldn't say this is there's anything super flight attendant-y about it except for the <laughs> outfits and that it takes place on a plane but it does this does this is a rep, great representation of just the the pump them out so to speak yeah fill the vhs shelves with with porn and and this isn't the this is like low not low end but like mid high mid end just work a day 80s porn this yeah. is this is this is what porn you, you know usually we're, we're we're dealing with the standouts or the iconoclast this one is your this is economy you, class yeah this if you close your eyes a, if you close your eyes at a porno shop in 1986 and just reached out and grabbed a tape 90% of the time it was going to be it was going to sort of be like this tape Oh yeah. So and, and yeah, this you know, Sky Fox is pretty much what you would expect. Uh, it you know, it's filmed on an airplane, and I know exactly how the fuck they did it because I've these things have happened, and people have been caught doing it over the years that I've been in the industry. What what happens is you know, planes they they. For the most part, you'd be surprised. A plane pretty much keeps going. An international plane will keep going and keep going and keep. They don't really have much of a rest. They just keep going. I mean, it lands, and I don't know if 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 it's mandated that they rest a little while. But these things go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But domestically, say if you're coming in from San Francisco to New York, and you land at midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Some planes are going to go back to San Francisco, but some planes are going to sit, and they're going to sit for the next morning for the flight. And this is where people would get sneaky. Now, for example, we had aircrafts that would sit, you know, for, for the night from 1 o'clock in the morning until 6, and you had to work fast. So we had there were some Russian um, mechanics and Russian baggage handlers that when the plane would come in, you know, they'd be working the night shift and, you know, some guy would, would, this is, you know, in the 80s, you couldn't get away with this now because of security reasons. But some guy would come in and offer them, hey, man, here's $700. Uh, I'm going to come in with some girls, camera. We're going to do a little filming. You can, you guys can watch on your lunch break. And is it all right with you? Yeah, sure. You know, they didn't have, this is. 1986 you know you didn't you you barely had security was was wasn't what it is now and uh so they they did that and they and they would be filming these pornos on the plane and finally they got caught and uh and you know they put an end to that nonsense but sky foxes was definitely uh it wasn't i don't think it was a u.s porno because they had some bad dubbing in it um, I'm well, say the, I mean, I mean, it had some. It had um, Peter North, Tom Byron, Mike Corner, who are all big '70s 
Maybe like late Maybe. 70s guys that were all hitting their 30s in this and were all like coked up and steroid it, but they were American. Well, may- maybe the uh, maybe the track was a little off on it. But, uh, the, uh, uh, the actresses, I didn't I didn't recognize any of them. There was one of them was doing a if she was dubbed in. It was also one of the worst British accents ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know. What, what can we say about this? This was this this was um, distributed by VCA. Now we were talking a little bit about VCA off camera, and there are 46 pages of pornos that VCA would distribute. And these guys were the company that would, hey, you got something? Let me see it. We'll distribute it for you. I mean. Such great classics as Adam and Eve's House Party 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. I mean, 18 and easy, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. On Honeymoon, 69th and Anal Street. I mean, these are just... And this is all, you know, I guess if you film something and it was halfway decent, you can go to these guys and say, hey, would you distribute this video? And they would say, sure. And... And this was the 80s. This this was yeah. the well. They, I mean, Peter North, Tom Byron, and Mark Mark Horner were like big names, you know. So they the uh, the the actresses looked like uh, professional 80s porn actresses, which means like they were pumped like pumped out of a out of a factory. <laughs> What is it? You know what? Uh, I never mind. I think one of the girls was the like 80s. half Asian and she looked a little different than the other girls. But it was like it's big hair, lots of makeup. Just a, a, just sort of a, a same sort of body type. Yeah. Well, it, it had Beverly Stryker, who only did blowjobs on, on the film. Um, it had Krista Lane. It had Scarlett Windsor, um, Paula Harlow, Shea, uh, Sheena Horn, and you know names that 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 I, I've you know never. I, the but it, the it was only all... name of the uh, of any of the women I recognized is Susie Randall, the producer, <laughs> who used to be a porn actress, and I believe. She she looked just like them with dark hair. She was a dark-haired version of one of those. And she's one of the actresses at that time period that figured out, hey, if I produce and direct, I get to keep all the money instead of, and keep making money off these instead of just getting paid once. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I've, I've always never minded uh, watching uh, and movies from the 80s because, you know, it just gives me a warm and fuzzy feeling with the hair and the and the guys are all roided out. I mean, you could, you could just they're yeah, roided you, out. They're coked out. Oh, sweaty. Man. They still have their porn mustaches. Still, yeah, the, the porn mustaches are starting to they're starting they've got to fade that, away. They've got that hostile hostile coke edge to them all right well you know, when when they have yeah. sex they're like saying stuff they're like mad. Ooh, yeah do yeah, it yeah. you yeah man mm-hmm. you know just it's 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 so 80s well it's um, insane if there is a plot to this movie and there is barely a plot we have three flight attendants now they're they have the hats on when when i started 
in the industry, they still you could you could have the hats for girls, but the only ones that would wear the hats were crazy ones, just crazy. You would crazy people wore the hats and old fat ladies. Because they wanted to wear the hats, yeah. Yeah, and old fat ladies and crazy people wore the hats. Uh, you don't see hats anymore on U.S. carriers, um, but they had the hats, and of course they had their blue Pan Amish like uniforms with the buttons all unbuttoned to like the fifth button and their boobs hanging out. It, it, First. And they're converging into galley. Their skirts and, are made of Velcro. Yeah. <laughs> That's in my notes, goddammit. And, and you know, very, I cannot think of very much, very many uh, times when I would sit in, in the galley and talking about the night before how I was, you know, getting 69 or something. It didn't, well, the gay guys talk about it a lot. They will talk about anything. They're just, well, the, they're the gay guys stuff. are missing from this movie. Yes, there, there's no gay guys that we know about. I was, I, I was <laughs> like, you figure they would have one stereotype gay guy in there yeah, to sort of, yeah, to sort you know, of but, oh, my react or something. Yeah, they didn't fuck around, man. This They had they had five and a half hours to film this on the airplane right, before right. I had to go back in service. They didn't have time for for uh, and some of the scenes were uh, actually you know not done on the aircraft. Flashback. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So so they did their aircraft scenes probably in one night, and the rest of it they post uh, did it in post production. Although my um, I think my favorite characters were poor old Albert and his wife. They were, were the only there. other passengers. Yeah. That were having sex. <laughs> That's the only passengers you saw on the plane were so Albert's there's a, wife. There's just a little old Albert who looks guy. like an old version of Scott McGregor. Oh yeah, or oh yeah, we're buddies. Like you know, she's passing out drinks to everyone, and she goes to to Albert and says, "Would you like a drink, sir?" And Albert looks over at his prudish wife and says, "May I have one, dear?" And she just goes, "No." And Albert puts on like this pout little face, and and. The girls have bad uniforms. I mean, they have flat attendant uniforms, I guess. But I, I, I still say it looked like that they were, that they were, dubbing the girls' voices. But it's all about the three girls, and each girl has a moment with the guy. You know, the first girl's talking about her layover, and oh my goodness, well, we were five hours delayed, and there were these two really great-looking guys, and so in the five hours, you know, we went back to our hotel and then dream sequence music and there they are and that's where the velcro skirt comes in we don't have velcro skirts although i wish that i did have stripper pants because often when i get back to the hotel i just want to get out of that disgusting freaking <laughs> uniform so quick that i would love to have stripper pants but the velcro skirts man perfect first it's a classic case of yes means no for the first um sex scene no don't put your pants back on no no and then of course he gets into it i think at some point she goes well i guess it's okay yeah it's it's, yeah it's you know and and it's you know of course all the girls get covered with splooge which would make it very 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 hard to go back to work and you'd have to in you'd have to really clean yourself up well here's the thing with with 80s movies they had such a formula i mean you have you have a double team you have a three-way with two girls you have the casting call story, uh, you know, and and they're all sort of the same sort of yeah sort of uh, uh, order of of 
okay, first the guy's going to eat out the girl, and then they do this position, then this position. Bing, bang, boom, splooge at the end. You could probably time them to a certain length. They had them just like... It was just like... Like, you could almost, if you were a real connoisseur, you could probably tell the time period a movie was in by whether the f- shot ends with him splooging on the butt or splooging on the boobs. What the fuck is it with splooging on the girl? I mean, if I ever tried because something like that... I there's a certain fucking... percentage of people who like that, so you have to oh, throw it in to I ca- find capture it that, hard to capture that it. audience. You it's not the type of girl you'd... You don't you want have to bring to make that sure girl. You see their feet or shoes for a certain amount of seconds yeah. to make those people happy too. Any girl that lets you splooge all over is not the girl you want to bring home to your parents for Thanksgiving. You just don't. You just don't because in in my experience, I would never even dream. <laughs> it, oh, it, it darn! This, you must uh, have uh, a different home uh, life than me, I but that's another I, story. I guess I did, but so, man, I can't even imagine any girl wanting. To, I just, just the towels and the the cleanup and oh my god! But you know, after the first sex scene, the girl did mention to her friends that she got flowers and a card from the two guys. Now the next girl falls into that classic category that you were talking about, where you know, let's she meets a guy on the plane and let's uh, go and take some pictures. You know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I work for a men's magazine. And I'll get, I'll make you famous. And it starts with, oh yeah, hey, great. That's that's with aging, yeah. aging Tom Byron. Who, yep. He used to play all the like, he used to play little Billy. You know that he used to, he looked like a teenage boy till he was like thirty. So this yeah. is like, this is where he was first like, I'm gonna grow facial hair and be a grown up <laughs> in movies now. And you know he's taking pictures of her, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Shit! Well, I ran out of film." The classic, like, "Oh, I ran out of gas." You know, let me just uh, park the car here. And then, you know, I do have to give him credit because he starts with the neck massage, which back in my salad eating days was always my move. Now I didn't, I, I didn't, wasn't like. Crazy, crazy, crazy sex flight attendant stories. You know, it, it, most of it's all like made up or the 70s were different. That was really crazy times. But like I said, back when I was younger, the neck massage was always the first move. I mean, if you got to the neck massage, you were pretty lucky. And the neck massage works for this girl and she gets splooged all over, you know. And, and then after she's done, uh, I think that. it's in your 20s, because I think in the 20s, a neck massage is a good way of, of uh, getting a sneak preview. That's, no, your, that's, always, your, that's your job interview. It always worked. It, that was my classic move, man. Get them. Once they were in their jammies, neck massage, boom. Yeah. Man. But you know what? And then the girl is, is he's going to go in the other room and make a call to his buddy who who is a casting agent. And, you know, he's going to come over right now and and. And he goes in the room and she picks up the phone and hears that he's calling his friend and says, hey, man, Art, you got to get over here. There's this terrific chick. And, you know, she's she's going to see his actual Hey, Jack, I can get you a model. Dumb little bitch wants to be in a magazine. Just passed her on the next, you know, or he's going to go over. And, of course, she finds out and she's been. But it was a nice glass 
a nice fruity iced tea next to the table, which really caught my eye. It had all kinds of fruit <laughs> in it. it. It looked really, really I refreshing. Did you see that? I mean, I'm like, why didn't she take a drink of that? I mean, it looked really like, good. Delicious, yes. Someone put some. Someone put some time and effort. How hot and erotic the 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 sex is in these movies. Somebody put some time and effort into arranging the the accoutrements on that drink, and and even after she was done, well, she didn't reach over and drink it. I mean, well, she had come all over herself, but she could have at least reached over and had a drink of that wonderful looking iced tea or whatever it was, you know. And I, I always notice that in these, in these, do you remember Fredericks of Hollywood? Oh, sure. That is where just about every one of these 80s chicks got their, their line. Oh, yeah. Right. It was, was, it was formula to the just nth degree. I, I would walk through the mall and see Fredericks of Hollywood and say, wow, man. And it wasn't until later that I learned that, that it just was any girl that wears Freddy's of Hollywood is just a slut. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought that was classy stuff. But, it is but it classy was... stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think Freddy's of Hollywood is round anymore, you know? I think uh, it is. I believe it you, is. You, you think so? Oh, yeah. I, I think that. I, 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 yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Go to their museum in San Francisco. Oh, San my Francisco. God. But the, the, the guys in this movie remind me of every guy that i hated in high school every single one of them was every asshole that i hated in high school and these guys probably weren't very much older than us you know uh just by a few years i mean i mean they were well they were i mean these guys these guys well the 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 all the leads they were probably pushing forty. They you were think probably so? the, the chicks too. Yeah, no, not the chicks. Yeah, no, because they'd been they'd been around in porno movies for a long time. Those guys in in porno movie years, and this was the eighties. They were they were they all made their grade in film movies and then graduated into video, and I think they still were in shape because they were probably living in Hollywood and working out and probably taking steroids, mm-hmm. which made them absolutely kind of douchey. Like the people that you hate. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> and just then they were probably them. snuffling up some Coke, like boogie nights. Yeah, and the girls, and, the girls would never be were the ones who would never speak to me in high school. And the guys were just the ones that I hated. Yeah, if it wasn't for like the '80s hair on a girl, I mean that that I loved, you know. But Jesus, <laughs> and, and and at this point, it makes them all look like My Little Ponies. Oh God, I just I, I how I miss '80s hair and Aquanet. <laughs> how I miss fucking hair in general. But I've I've seen some pictures lately of um, some '80s girls and and the hair and wow wow what a lot of fucking work that must have been you know yep yep my sister my my sister had had uh she didn't have the 80s hair that like the metal chicks had or anything like that and yeah she had to get up early in the morning to go work on it and feather it correctly there were quite a few guys that probably had to do the same thing do you remember the pants the chicks used to wear with the zippers that went like went from the front all the way uh, to the back? You know, uh, these, these yeah, did, I God, do. What happened to those pants? 
They still they, exist. They, I've, I, I've, they, I've seen them. I've seen them up through the '90s and the 2000s. All I ever wanted to do in the '80s was walk through the hall and have my hand in some girl's back pocket. God damn it! I never fucking got <laughs> to do it. Never got to do it. Never. Ten bitches. Any god. I, I'm sorry. That's the Jamesons talking. There's some bad fucking. Bad fucking <laughs> memories coming out about the goddamn this movies digging up the dude, digging up dude, the high school. Uh, halfway through the fucking movie. Now we got to go to the next goddamn sequence, which is another classic sequence where the planet then has decided, hey, you know what? Maybe we ought to take care of the fucking four passengers that we've had on the flight. You know, that that you know, it looks like a COVID flight because there's no one on board the fucking there's airplane. Nobody and, on this plane. Yeah, there there's nobody on board the plane. So they say that you know we're gonna go back to work and and they walk over one chick walks over to a to the roid to one of the roid guys who's by himself and she goes hey can i uh get you a beer or perhaps anything else that i can do for you and the guy says well you know well maybe later don't forget me and she goes oh i won't and he falls asleep on the plane and then of course he has the erotic dream sequence with the with the flight attendant you know and yeah. they do it on a on an airline seat, but the bottom part of the seat has been replaced by a huge fucking mattress, which would be a great seat to get on an aircraft, uh, a mattress seat combination. But I had to give them props for that. Um, so to speak. You know, yeah, and she gets, you know, spooched all over, and then, then and, we go and on actually, to Actually, though, she does forget him, and she has sex with the black guy, with the one black guy. Was that guy black? He was yep. just dark. Well, yep, yep. well I've, seen, I've seen him in a bunch of movies as either the one black guy or in a movie with a whole or where it was all black people. Maybe I had I need to turn the light up on my Yeah, no, he's, he has very light skin. Okay. Uh, well, he also was part of the two guys that, that did the classic joke that, I mean, the 80s was a classic time for telling jokes. I mean, telling, the art of telling jokes is done. I mean, I think we should do a podcast where we just go and interview people and have them tell their best joke. Older people, just to see how the delivery was. I mean, you had to be able to tell a joke. You know, the internet fucked up joke telling. But these two guys are sitting in there and they had the classic joke and it goes uh, like this. I've heard it a hundred times, but so two traveling salesmen are, 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 you know, going around the country and it's getting late and they need to find a place to sleep. No hotels. They go up to a farmhouse, knock on the door and and the uh, and the girls, uh, the, the farmer comes out and says, uh, hey, you know, he says, sir, you know, we really need somewhere to sleep. You think maybe you can put us up for the night? And he goes. Sure, I can put you up for the night, you know, but I only got one bed. You two are going to have to share it with my daughters. Well, okay, you know, we'll do that. So they go and, and, and they get in bed with the two beautiful farmer's daughters. And they start making out. And the girls say, hey, do you fellas have any protection? And they go, like, what do you mean protection? You got any rubbers? Well, no, I don't know what that is. They take out two condoms and... And they slip them on to the gentleman, and they say, well, what have we got to wear these for? So we don't get pregnant. So they start going at it and have a great night, you know, and and then the guys leave, and they're on the road, and two weeks later, they're pulled over having lunch, and they said, hey, Clem, yeah, you remember those girls that two weeks ago we had sex with, and they made us put these rubbers on? 
Yeah, because you care if they get pregnant? Nope. Well, goddammit, I sure would like to take these rubbers off. Ha ha ha. First time I heard that, it was a Polish joke. <laughs> I think it might have been Polish joke. I, saw, I saw a video with a guy who was probably <laughs> in his late 20s. And he was telling, he told the joke or somebody, and somebody on his chat said, is that a Polish joke? He goes, is that a Polish joke? What does that mean? Is that a Polish joke? Is that, is, do Polish people tell a certain kind of joke? Yeah. Like he was instantly, like the Polish joke for some reason, that's something that ended after our generation mm -hmm. is, is the like Polish being shorthand for being stupid. It's sort of reverted into redneck, which I I think is less less xenophobic anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, all I know is everybody I've ever met from Poland has been really smart. So I don't yeah, know. Like, every Polish guy about. I know is, is, is smart. I've, I know a lot I've of. I've never met any dumb Polish people in my life. Yeah. No, so, I I, oh. I know a guy that he come over here and fucking rewire my whole fucking house, and and all yeah, he wants is 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 some beer a six pack of beer and he'll do it for for that's how good he is well, the uh, first polish immigrant i met was like a little old guy who looked like you know he would have been like a dirt farmer in poland but he was like a mechanical engineer you know so yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> i can go into a lot of polish jokes because i just don't remember the but we're, that, that, that that's another topic i guess for another for another yeah uh, well that show. was a good thing about porno movies is they could tell dirty joke they could tell actual dirt like dirty full dirty jokes in a porno movie so oh, they, that they was the least they and, the opportunity to do it and you could splooge all over a girl's back i mean yeah. come on what more do you want and get paid for it and, and the creepers these two guys that i call them the creepers and they're creepy as fuck and they actually call the flat airheads uh, which I've never heard. I was going to ask you if you I, ever no, heard I, that that's, phrase. No, I've never heard of a flight attendant being called an airhead. But he says, "Yeah, they're the sexiest people in the world, man. They're airheads." Uh, just um, you know, and then he tells a story about how you know we'd have to get the fuck off the plane. So they have a flashback scene where he comes home one day and finds his girlfriend getting banged by another girlfriend who's got a strap on, and of course he just decides to to join in. And that goes on for, you know, 15 minutes. I don't know how but long it goes on. And what such, such great, great lyrics is, oh, man, go right down to the base. Bury your nose in my pubic hair. So, you know, it's it's just the, the, the douchebag guys, like you said, the, the, the ones I hated in high school. Because because I'm sure they weren't handed dialogue. They were just no, told yeah. to be were... to be two sort of just be two sort of dirty guys, you know, making up stuff. And they were just all coked up and sweaty, and that's what they came up with. Yeah, suitably that, gross. Yeah, definitely perfect. And and yeah. then you know the three flight attendants, you know, with their boobs are popping out of their their uniforms, are sitting back there and going. You know, the last of them goes, man, I'm just so horny. I, and then, then you know what's happening. We're not going to get through this without a Mile High Club reference. You're just not. You, you have to. It's, in the real world, the, the Mile High Club is, is, I've dealt with it before. I've had to knock on doors discreetly. And, and I, I didn't give a fuck, you know. You want to, but they're disgusting. 
I mean, in the 80s, this was a real, this looked like a real bathroom, but it, it was probably bigger in 1986 before they cut the size down. You could have three more rows of seats and yeah, get rid of a big see, enough You could bathroom. definitely see, like, the difference in how many people they would cram it. They didn't have the people in the plane, but you could see that there were just, like, way less seats. There was way more room. Oh, yeah, and there was a lot of room in the bathroom to do some pretty spectacular moves that 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 I would never think that that you could get away with in today's bathroom. I mean, basically you would have to be like a contortionist to get away with yeah. anything in today's bathroom. But uh too thin but, contortionist. Oh, exactly. But and, and and the flight attendants wore black gloves, which which was kind of creepy. I don't know why they didn't want to maybe leave fingerprints on a cock or something. I don't know why the fuck they had to the, the the black gloves on but but she did and, maybe you know, they had to do some fill-in scenes so they put the black gloves <laughs> on people's hands so you thought so you, they could film them later i don't know but maybe that's just what they thought <laughs> you just, know <laughs> yeah you know and and then we get we actually go back to poor albert you know poor downbeaten albert and his wife who hears them having sex in the bathroom and uh, albert's wife is like what is that noise and uh albert says well no nothing honey just a young lady and he's smiling and she goes that's no lady i'm calling a stewardess you know so she hits her her call button of course nothing happens because you know they're all fucking and they're not going to answer that button. And most of the time we really don't we don't answer the button anyway we have a we have a rule that you know the first time we don't answer it the second time we kind of look out there you know the third time you know they could be having a stroke so we actually maybe will go out there on a third time but 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 no one goes out there but finally you know you know uh finally she comes in and the flight thing goes uh you know there's some there's some noise coming out of the, the bathroom and she goes I, yeah, yes ma'am uh there's something you know I'll, I'll go i'll go check it out and they open the door and the flight attendant just looks out and gives this shit-eating grin, you know, as she's getting banged. And, you know, the husband's Albert's just sitting there looking and just smiling and smiling. Looking, looking at the... at the Yeah. According to camera angles, he sh the, the bathroom should have been on the same... Like, <laughs> they should have been behind him in the wall. He shouldn't have been able to look in the bathroom, but they just... They were just like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, you know? But it's like, in cinematic cinematic language it was jarring to me because i'm like albert know, can't see in there and albert's just you know and and the flat is like well i could ask him to stop if it's bothering you and albert's wife said it's not bothering me it's bothering my husband <laughs> and and albert's just looking in the bathroom and she goes what are you looking at albert he says oh nothing dear you know Comic relief. They thought of everything. Just the movie. bare minimum of Just comic relief. Just the bare minimum. They had to have that, you know. And, and then, you know, we go back to a to another scene where they're having, you know, sex right there in on the, you know, on the, the seats of the aircraft. And some poor guy Nobody is like looking. Nobody else around. Nobody. So there is one guy that looks over the seat, you know, looking and watching, kind of like, whoa, what's going on here? Can I maybe get a coke or something? I, I don't know. You know, but that is a plane that is going to have to be cleaned because there's fluids everywhere on that aircraft, and and man, they're going to have to do some deep cleaning. 
And at this point, the captain comes on and says, Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are preparing for our landing in London, and uh, we hope you had a good flight, and you hope to come and see us again. And this is where you get your typical, like, bye bye scene. And then it's like everyone's saying goodbye to these flight attendants that are half dressed, and it's like nothing happened. Bye bye. See, see you later. See you later. And then Albert turns to one of them and says, You know, well, thank you, dear, for the most exciting flight of my life. And that's where uh, Sky Foxes ends. And scene. Yeah. And scene. And, you know, we have done classics. I mean, we really have. We've done, we've done the, the creme de la creme. But this is not a classic, but this does tell the story of the 1980s and what killed um you know what killed the the porno theaters in in places like new york was the advent of video cassettes yeah where you didn't have to go to the deuce to watch dirty movies in a disgusting uh movie theater you know you could do it from the comfort of your own home, but you Where wanted most content. wanted to anyway. Yeah, you, know? you wanted content, and you didn't want to watch the same yeah. fucking thing over and over again. So, you had, you had mentioned it, man. They here's, cranked here's, these things out. Yeah, and you know what the irony is? Is you ended up watching the same thing over and over again, except this time it was on a plane. The other time yeah. it's in a in somebody's Hollywood home hot tub. You know, it reminds me a lot of the 90s with comic books where all Good of a sudden there was, there was wow. a huge demand for stuff and they just had to churn stuff out. So you ended up with the just the mass. Like in the 70s, they were churning out porno, but like the, the grind out stuff would be short little reels. But like movies took a lot of work to make. So you couldn't just grind. You had to put a little extra effort into it. And to, to make it worth all the effort you're going to. Once video is coming out, you could squeeze oh. out a movie. And, you know, as long as you didn't want to do other second takes and stuff, you could just pump them out. And that's what they did. They figured, what well, you know, it was just copy after it was, yeah, yeah. Well, cut did out you copy. ever watch that HBO series called The, the Deuce? No, I haven't watched it yet, but I I've, I've heard really it's great. have to. I really, really. It went three seasons. Um, and I really have to recommend it to you because it goes into all of this. It goes into the the New York grindhouse porn scene, and then it goes into you know one guy saying, "Man, this videotape thing is gonna change the industry," you know, and and it goes into the whole videotape and how you could you know any guy that had a fucking video camera half decent lights could make his own porno and distribute it to companies yep. you know like like this and, and it would get out i mean and now i would probably correct me if i'm wrong i would probably think that that the anyone now that has a decent can do it all online i mean video how big how big are oh well, yeah i think DVDs, all the online... are dvds like dead now and it's all done anybody you know, that has a, a I'm camera. sure there's people there's people who like to have the physical physical copies of DVDs like anybody else but like 
Yeah, no, I mean all the all all these sites that like where we watch Sky Foxes on. I mean, I think really the core of all those sites. I mean, we watch like the old porno movies and the full length movies and stuff. But I think the the core of that stuff is homemade porn. I don't know how much of it's for profit, but I imagine there are people who have. You, you know, you'll you'll see some movies and it's all the same two or three actors and actresses and they'll have a little company name and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know these days how you make your money on them with these video channels that are free. But I notice that, well, there's subscription things. Yeah. For the, and, and a lot of the places have their own websites. So they probably get the people who are more like, well, make me something custom or like I want to see the full three hour version of that or whatever that pay the money. But I'm at, I, there's got to be money. There's always got to be money. in. OK, porn. now uh, let's say we had the Wayback Machine, you know, and we could go back to 1986. I had a decent video camera during those days. I mean, it was for the for the. For the amount that I, it was, it wasn't cheap. It was a, you know, a big video camera that took. Could a couple of guys like us, for example, could could you yeah. go out there and just make money? I mean, could, no. could anybody make money doing this, or did it you depends have to on have... what you were doing? But like on a mass scale, probably, probably not just as independent, because I mean. I don't know if they covered it in the deuce or if it was too scandalous to cover, but like, I mean, like up into the nineties and the two thousands and like, you know, the, 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 the porn industry was controlled by the mafia, which is yeah. just distrib distribution, everything. So you would like, if you were a company that was making that stuff and you wanted it to get out there to where you could get it into a video store, unless you were going to those stores, like just as like, hi, I represent this video porn company and doing it yourself. You were, you probably had to like, <laughs> you know, give a good chunk of your money to the mafia. <laughs> you yeah. Know, that's a, that's a good, that's a good, uh, yeah, they did touch on that. I think, uh, I think the these, day, I think these days, you're you're more these days anybody can afford like high quality you know you know well in our now famous episode of the keyword uh search porn that we did i mean we came across a lot of people that had their own websites that like sure. hey if you want to subscribe and see more of me yeah go ahead and 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 subscribe to this channel and go to yeah. my patreon and and you know you can make money now if you get it out if you get your name yeah. out there and then i don't know if they make i don't know if they make knows? a lot of money or if it's just like having a work a day job or whatever but like yeah it's i'm sure it's still possible it's it's uh like you know i mean that's the thing to find the people to act in your porno movies is the is i imagine the trick yeah probably <laughs> you know, finding, most finding, of the... finding people that like work out that you can work with that aren't like junkies or psychologically you know yeah it, well most of the a, stuff I, online i can't imagine it, it, it sounds it sounds sort of glamorous but 
I've known people who've worked in the industry, and it's it's not glamorous at all. As a matter of fact, it's kind of horrifying. Oh, I can imagine. It, it, I in mean... the pro levels, like nowadays, like guys are basically injecting the their Viagra and in, into their dicks, you know, like syringe into the into the dick and like getting infections, and it's yeah. it's all. You know, it's it's just crazy weir- weirdness to go, and you know, there there's all sort, yeah. Did you know that there's some African tribes where the women actually make the men put their penises in a box filled with like hornets, so that the hornets will sting their cocks and they'll get like really hard, and and and, and they'll um, that's how they they can get satisfied. I didn't know that, but yeah, you didn't know. I would, yeah. would want to fact check that, but yeah, sure, it's, it not? was on the internet, so you know it's true. Mm. <laughs> I will need citation on that, but for now, I'm going to put that in the true category. Yeah, and and what you had mentioned about the '80s is I remember the video stores always had a little back room with a beaded curtain that that was the Golden Palace of the Himalayas, and depending on who owned the store, if you could if you could get into that back room. That's where they kept all of these 80s yeah. videos kind of separated, and there were a ton of them. But I, I don't see them very much at flea markets or, or garage sales, or once in a while one of them will pop up. So I think people are pretty much holding on to them and whenever i get a vcr no, they're, they're collector's items whenever you know, i get a vcr that's in like relatively good condition i can always sell it on ebay and get fifty dollars see if i can get one that's like pristine and even better if i can get one that still has the vhs and the dvd built in yeah that's fucking 80 90 bucks i bought one when i was with you guys uh garage selling and it was still like the guy I had it. It was pristine. I put it on eBay, man. That thing went for eighty, eighty something dollars. Yep. And so, yeah, people aren't getting rid of their. They're not getting rid of their, of their, uh, of their video cassette nineteen eighties. No, all that porn. stuff. No, that stuff is collector's items. Just like and just all like the this. video stores that had them already went out of business yeah. and. And sold them to collectors these days. Well, just like the this 16 millimeter films. One of one of the my greatest heartbreaks was going to a flea market and seeing this blanket filled with with real like you know 16 yeah. millimeter movies still in a box, dirty movies. And I said, man, I can make a mint off of this. And I went to the guy, how much you want for your movies? He's like another fifty dollars each. I was like, you fucking guy, you knew what you had. Knew what he had. If you if you if you had the if you if you went on eBay, it might have been worth it. You know, they could have been all worth two hundred and fifty dollars a piece. It's hard to tell. It depends on what they are. He must have had like sixty of them on a blanket. Yeah. Like if you had a lot of money, you could have probably been like talked him down to like twenty twenty five thirty bucks for all of if you bought all of them at once or whatever. So. If you're if you're garage selling and you come across a box of 1980s video porn, do you buy it at like a dollar a tape? Yeah, yeah, I would. Wonder how much you could make. I don't know. I don't know if you can sell them on eBay per se, but you could probably like you'd probably have to do like a little poking around online or in person in places, but. 
I know a couple bookstores that buy porn in this town that you could go in, and they always see they always have stacks and stacks of of uh, DVDs and VHS in there. So they're yeah, I mean, they, if there's something under de- uh, that's on demand and there's you can find you can find out where somebody's gonna buy them because they want to buy them. You know, you just have to ask around a little bit. You know, you go into an antique store and say, "Hey, you know, I can buy <laughs> a box of this stuff. Where would I get rid of this?" They'll be like, "Hey, write down, you know, yes. here's here's Eddie the perv. He lives here. Go, <laughs> yes, I would go like knock to get on rid his door my... and tell him, tell him, Freddie the Freddie the pimp sent you." And... <laughs> I'll walk into the place. I'm trying to sell my Hummels, my Vaseline glass, and yeah, this no, that's large literally glass, what this it would be like. Of- 80s porn so literally dude dude, you don't like the like the guy in the but the guy in the bookstore who sits in the back with the porn is the creepiest (laughs) little little fucking gremlin you'll ever see it's it's right it's stereotype you know like with the with the t-shirt with his gut hanging out and stuff and like weird band-aids all like the comic book guy from the simpsons which looks like every comic book shop like that mixed with watto or something you know (laughs) like Waddle guy, yeah. God, the fact that that you can throw a Watto reference out is the reason why we will never amount to anything. That's true. <laughs> we can know exactly. Well, yeah, come here. Yeah, I got, I got the porn all for you. I yep. got your porn. Republic for you. credits? No, I need yeah. something more real, like porno. I sold your mother to send people for porn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hey, I just, if we could get your mother, there's. Hey, listen, Millennium Falcon is in space dock for uh, Get yeah, your mother they, down there for a movie. We, how, mm. long, how long would it take? Did you think before we would actually nerd out on this? <laughs> we got to the last half before you threw a Watto joke on there, and now I'm wondering if 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 Anakin's mom got raped by the Sand People. Yeah, I think it was implied. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. You, no, I don't never know. get. As as I always say in Star Star Wars, you just don't know what's going on with anybody's genitals, so you just don't know if who's compatible or what or not or what. It's it's yeah. very confusing. Yeah. All I can say, I, you for, can't confirm anybody's male or female in Star Wars if you want to. All I can knows how it goes sure. in that universe. I can confirm for sure is that you would never get the sand out of the sheets. Never. Never. It, you it, might as well it, fucking throw it away. If you're gonna if you're gonna bring a sand person or a Tuscan Raider if you wanna get really technical, you wanna bring one home from the bar at night, fine. But you know, do what you want, but you are not gonna get the sand out of the fucking sheets. Stay in the garage. Team. Yeah. <laughs> Which is where some of these goddamn eighties tapes are probably stored and will it's be there it. until the end of time. But goddamn it, I th- this was this yeah, they're was, all on the internet now. Yeah, they're so all on the all on the internet. You, you really know, you want to see them. You don't have to go to your mom's house and and have the VCR that's still up on top of the TV that that she has a doily on and some Hummels, but and still but, has your porno tape in it and you're afraid to rip it out because it's been there for twenty years. Yeah. And still and still has your porno. The best one was the TVs that had the the um, VHS built into the bottom of yep. the little t- the TV. Yeah, uh, I used to have one of those with the VHS and the DVD player. Right. In I rented room. a I rented a room to somebody once, and I had that TV and with the VHS tape in the bottom. And I forgot that the last guy that had it left the tape in there of the filthiest fucking gay porn. That and the lady that 
that rented the room was like, I think maybe this tape was left by by uh by the last person that was here with the TV, and I I just took it, and it was like uncut Latin lovers or something. Yeah, like, I would. Oh been, god, I, I would been uh, like, I would have uh, been like, I would have, I would have pushed it. I would have been like, listen, lady. <laughs> You know, you don't have to. You don't have to be ashamed of anything around here. We don't. We really no. don't care. You know. I mean, I mean, you don't have to worry about anybody finding it here. You can this, have. You this, can have it back. <laughs> this is a. I would. I would this have put is a the classic. on that. This is a classic. I mean, you you don't have to worry about it, ma'am. I I know it's nice to meet a lady that yeah. has a taste for the golden oldies. Proud to have this in your library. Absolutely. Well, that's that's our look at Sky Foxes and 80s porn, which I was afraid that maybe we wouldn't have a lot to talk about. But, hey, man, we got a Watto reference fucking in yeah. there, man. I mean, come on. That's 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 even better. And and this era era ugh, Jameson's is speaking again. This era of porn is important. You know, we we have uh what was roller was roller babes 80s that was 70s 70s we did something what was the one that we did that uh that was 80s oh taboo was 80s for sure Taboo, and we we did uh oh i can't i can't think of it it had the oh come on the the one that had that the the the, the famous uh, the actor that was in the Bugaloos was it the Bugaloos? Oh was yeah yeah. What was dark it? Brother, dark, dark brother. Yeah, dark in, brothers. Yeah yeah. What was it called? It was uh. He was, was the in dark another sh- a different show though. Yeah, it was. Uh, we were talking new wave hookers. New wave hookers. That was the yeah. last eighties. That was that was that definitely eighties. Yeah. yeah, that was a lot. New wave. Devil hookers and Miss Jones were eighties too. Yeah, Devil and Miss Jones. We have the, we the have, dark brothers ones. Yeah, we haven't we have, but but those had a little bit more of. Uh, oh, I'm sure we'll hit the '80s again. Yeah, we you we know. hit the '80s in a way today that the '80s hit me. You yeah. know, porn to masturbate with that you could fucking <laughs> that, well, that we, there was we, a. We picked definitely not a standout porn. No, it doesn't yeah. really have much of anything to like. Yeah, it's just sort of like here's your typical '80s. So now we've done that. <laughs> we, we've done that and um i can't wait to see what uh what what we're gonna do next month but who we'll, knows not me <laughs> it's a it's a bold new world and and we're here to to ride this ride with you guys so you, you can count on us man and uh you know we're social distancing you're upstate i i'm yeah. in queens what more do you want man we're setting a good example for people yeah Return and your for, seats to the upright position. And, yeah, <laughs> return your seats to the upright position, and and let's pay uh, twenty five dollars for uh, a cold hamburger, a soda, and a bag of chips on an airplane. So Amen. there you go. Amen to that. All right. See you next time. Uh, we'll still be here. Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Come fly with me, let's float down to Peru. 
a one-man band and he'll toot his flute for you. Come fly with me, let's take off in the blue. Once I get you up there where the air is rarefied, we'll just fly starry-eyed. Once I get you up there, I'll be holding you. Just say the words and we'll beat the birds down to Acapulco Bay. It's perfect for a flying honeymoon, they say. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O. T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of... Two True Freaks. gentlemen please calm down please listen to me I want to tell you what's going on with the ship thank you we've been thrown off course just a tad what exactly is a tad in space terms that's about half a million miles the bombs you feel are asteroids smashing into the hull of this ship. Also, we're flying without a navigational system and can't oh, seem to change right. course. Miss, are you telling us absolutely everything? Not exactly. We're also out of coffee. Ah!